Hey, uh, right, I told the brace man to sit down. I always tell him I'm not like tonight. I'm not going to speak very long. And I end up talking until like longer than expected. Which is okay. But what I wanted to do tonight is kind of, it's okay if I read for a little bit before I actually say what I felt like I was going to say. Because, I mean, my words don't matter what the words of God do. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm going to let the words of God speak tonight as we're looking toward the cross and kind of. Go ahead and continue our series through the Gospel of Mark. And we're going to kind of pick up a little bit further down from where we ended this morning at your partnership church. But Mark 15 15 said this. This is after Jesus has been turned over to Pilate, and Pilate's like, What's your, what's your, like, why are you, why are you here? Why am I, why are they wanting us for you to death? And there's bickering back and forth between religious leaders and Pilate and whose job it is to officiate this. And here's what they argued, they argued about who to let loose, Barabbas or Jesus. And, and by the way, Barabbas, this isn't part of the sermon, but Barabbas actually means son of the father. So some theologians think that he was actually a preacher's kid, son of the father. That's why preacher's kids get a bad rap all the way back to Barabbas. Okay. Nobody laughed at my freaking joke. It's, it's, I need to get better ones. I'm going to have to learn. Okay. Got any good freaking jokes? Yeah. But Mark 15, starting in verse 15, says, Because he wanted to please the people, Father, at least Barabbas, then, isn't it crazy that these people would rather have a murdering thief than someone who could save their soul? That just a week prior to this, they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. All hail King Jesus. And a week later, they're saying, crucify Because he wanted to please the people, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after he had Jesus, after he had Jesus severely beaten with a whip made of leather straps and embedded, and embedded with metal, he sentenced him to be crucified. One gospel account said that Jesus, like, Jesus was beaten so much, so beyond measure that even his own mother could recognize. He ascends him to be crucified. The soldiers took Jesus into the headquarters of the governor's compound and some of the military unit of nearly six hundred men. They placed a purple robe on him to, on him to make make fun of him. Then they braided the victor's crown, a, a wreath made of thorns and and set it on his head. And by set on his head, it doesn't mean they just placed it on his head. They took a stick and drove it onto our Savior's head. And, and with, a mock, with a mock salute, they repeatedly cried out, Hail, your majesty, King of the Jews! They kept on spitting in his face and hit him repeatedly on his head with a reed. Driving the crown of thorns deep they knelt down before him in mockery, pretending to pay him homage. When they finished ridiculing him, they took off the purple robe. That just means one You have to think about this. That robe, after you've been beaten, scabs would have formed inside the fabric of this purple robe. And when they would go to rip it off, it would open up the wounds again. When they finished ridiculing him, they took off the purple robe. Put his own clothes back on him. 
and led him away to be crucified. As they came out of the city, they stopped. They stopped an African man named Simon, a native of Libya. He was passing by, just coming in, in from the countryside with his sons, Alexander and Rufus. And the soldiers forced him to carry the heavy crossbeam for Jesus. They brought Jesus to the execution site called Golgotha, which means skull here, skull here. There they offered him a mild painkiller, a drink of wine mixed with gall, but he refused to drink it. They nailed his hands. He wasn't feeling the pain of being with He was feeling the pain of carrying your sin. And there ain't no painkiller enough to mask that. They nailed his hands and feet to the cross. The soldiers divided his clothing among themselves by rolling dice to see who would win. It was 9 o'clock in the morning when they finally crucified him. Above his head, they placed a sign with the inscription of the charge against him, which read, This is the king of the Jews. And isn't it amazing? Isn't it? The very thing that he was. He was dying for. He was more than just the king of the Jews. He was the king of the world. John 1, 1 says, John 1 says that by him and through him were all things created. Were all things sustained. Yes. Son read, this is the key of the Jews. Two criminals were also crucified with Jesus. One on each side of him. This will fill the scriptures that would say he was considered to be a criminal. Those who passed by shook their heads and and spitefully ridiculed him, saying, Aha! You boasted that you could destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Why don't you save yourself now? Just come down from the cross. He stayed silent. It wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. It was the blood. See, the cross isn't just something that happened in the past. The cross is central to us. They say it like this. Since the cross is central time, meaning it's outside of time. When Christ was on the cross, he knew exactly how screwed up you and I would be. And he still chose to hang there. Yes. He had legions of angels that would come and take him off in a heartbeat. And he just opened his mouth and said, it's done. Take me off. But your love for you held him there. Here's some even rarer news. How many of your sins and future sins on Christ took the cross? All of them. So he knew how screwed up he would be. He still chose to make a way. Like, who does that? Like, listen, I'll know your story. You could be the most nicest person ever, but I am not laying my life down to you. You with me? Yeah. Not that it would matter. No. Not that it would fix anything. He knew how screwed up he would be, and he still chose. Like, if that's all he ever did for you, which today, because he won't stop now. You with me? Now, even if that's all he did, that's worth jumping and shouting about. Why don't you save yourself now? Just come down from the cross. Even the ruling priests and the religious scholars joined in the mockery and kept laughing among themselves, saying, He saved others, but he can't even save himself. Israel's king, is he? Yeah. Dixon will find out, you know what I'm saying? Dixon. Wait for three days, brother. Punch him in the teeth. Like if I was Jesus, I'll be honest. If 
our salvation story, our hope. For centuries, our Old Testament brothers and sisters prayed and begged for the Messiah to come. And when he did come, they rejected him. And that rejection became the world's hope. If the cross tells us anything, the cross tells us anything, it's this. Put it in the notes. I know this is a short sermon, but I do got one note for you right now. Take out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't care what problem you face, it has no power to be the cross of Christ. Because it does more, it does way more. Yes. It cleanses us of our sin. It does way more than that. It cancels shame that comes from our past. Right. It cancels guilt. Yes. Cancels judgment. The cross gives us power because we don't have to fear death. Because three days later we rose, y'all. With me? Here, I'm gonna can I read a can I read a verse for you? One of my favorite verses. Like I, I love the book of Ephesians. With me? I love this verse in Ephesians. It says this. Ephesians 1 7 says, Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasure of redemption. All redemption means is He paid back, He redeemed back. A payment has been made to draw you back in. Listen, we'll say it like this God bankrupted heaven to save you. You with me? He pushed all His ships in for you to be a part of His family. Like, who does that? Guess what? He can redeem that. 
That very thing that you're thinking of in your mind right now, yeah. that thing that's a shame that you're yeah. carrying around, guess what? It's forgiven. He's given me permission tonight to tell yeah. you. Come on. There's freedom. Yes. Yeah. There's freedom. It's actually, it comes in. The cost tells it's already been paid for. That's right. So just open that's yeah. here. Come on. Yeah. Here. Yes. Thank you. I can just walk up right up in the room. I don't care what's going on. Right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I have freedom. Yeah. Listen, God's yeah. given me the gift of the cross. And yes. that's all he ever gives me. I'm good with it. You know why? Because yeah. I, I don't have to carry on shame and guilt. No. What happens if I, this I'm going to wait longer than I want to. Here's what happens. I'll finish reading that verse in a minute. Here, here's, here's what happens. Here's what happens.
brings us Maybe I want to accept salvation for the first time. Or maybe you just need somebody to pray for you. Or let's be honest, maybe you need deliverance. Deliverance from shame and guilt. Maybe something in your your past. Or maybe you even just need some healing. You've been waiting for a miracle. I'm going to give you a give you a chance to do that. If you're in here and you, and you want salvation, come let one of these guys pray with you. If you need healing, come let one of these up here pray for you. Or if you just need to, hey, listen, I have this going on in my life and I need somebody to, to, to outpour on my behalf, these guys can do it. God, we want to thank you so much for the cross. Thank you so much for the blood. Thank you for our redemption that is in the blood. God, for somebody in here that needs to know you for the very first time. 
They're gripping the front of their seats, just wondering, they're white knuckling. They're given the boldness to stand and walk to the front. There's somebody here that needs healing. God, give them the courage to stand and walk up with the expectation that you're going to move. If there's an addiction or a sin that they need delivered from, the cross of the blood of Jesus tells us it's, it's possible. God, they need to lay that needle on the front of this stage. No questions asked. Addictions can be broken with the blood of Jesus. Marriages can be restored in the name of Jesus. The blood covers a multitude of sins, y'all. It's redemption. Redeem our lives. Redeem our addictions. Redeem our marriages. Redeem our guilt. Redeem our shame. 